Blurred up, blurred up. Welcome to the show where we talk about nerd culture from a BPOV, a black POV. I am your host, Brennan Spencer, along with my man, Doc Hurt. Say what's up. Hello. How are you doing today? All right, man. We got DK over here. What's up? All right. I am Brennan Spencer. I am an English teacher in South Korea. I've been here for about 10 years. I love video games. Dreamcast is the best system of all time. Fight me. But also a big Nintendo fan. Can't wait for Metroid Prime to come back out. And next. I'm Michael Hurt. I've been living in Korea since uh, 2002. Well, actually Seoul since 2002 continuously. And I'm a photographer and a professor. I specialize in visual sociology. And uh, I've been a sci-fi nerd and fan um, since I was a kid in the 70s and 80s. And I consider RoboCop my Citizen Kane. So that's why I'm here. Okay, and uh, I'm DK. Um, here in Seoul, I am a teacher trainer. I train public school teachers. Uh, my area of kind of speciality is intercultural communication. Um, and so I'm a fan of kind of culture and cultural analysis. Um, sci-fi is the thing that I really like. Um, I do dabble a little bit in fantasy, like, you know, Game of Thrones or something else like that. But um, I have very strong opinions, and uh, I am not afraid to call something trash. Now, we live in Seoul, South Korea, and we are privileged to be able to see some movies ahead of people in the States. And today, we're going to review Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. As it comes out two weeks ahead of the States, Universal is trying to get ahead of the World Cup and get in on those international box office sales. So we're going to review it. We're going to go through the good and bad. Do we recommend it? Do we not? Then we're going to go into a spoiler discussion. And then we're going to go in and talk about Solo's box office and what we think that means for the future of Star Wars. So let's get to it. Gentlemen, Fallen Kingdom. What did you like about this movie? Dinosaurs plus people in the jungle or just in the same film. It did what uh, Jurassic Park 3 did really well, which is just throw people into the jungle with dinosaurs and let them either try to eat them or escape. And it had a big dinosaur that was special, and that's all you really need for a good Jurassic Park movie because the the, uh, plot, character development, whatever, just eat people. That's pretty much all you need to see in a Jurassic Park movie. That's just in the script. Yeah. Just let them let them fight. Just eat people. Or try to eat or be eaten. That's pretty much it. Okay. I liked about the movie is it kind of took me back to the original Jurassic Park where you had some healthy jump scares and just being able to... The movie, I felt like, was paced really well, and it juxtaposed a lot of the, the action versus the kind of story development and everything really well. Um, I really, really um, had a, a good time. It was an entertaining film for me, and um, I would, I guess, recommend it to anybody who is a, a fan of the original Jurassic Park. I have Park. low standards. So, I mean, the standards have gone down progressively over the years, but pretty much all I want, if you want to recommend it, you go to see Dinosaurs. And get some scares, and that's pretty much it. That's so it, it delivers. That's true. I really liked the opening of this movie. I think that got the most 
oh that was very og oh crap moments from me there was a lot of tension in that and i feel like that didn't really come back until the very end of this movie for me i feel like it was kind of book ended i think it started really well and the third act which was kind of it almost was a fourth act to me in a sense really raised some tension but let's talk about some things that we didn't like so much oh yeah that's a good idea I don't know if I didn't like him. I mean, I actually, when watching the film, I wasn't thinking too much. Um, and uh, I didn't know that I was going to watch it for the podcast at the time. So I was just going in with, as a pure moviegoer who likes dinosaurs and dinosaurs eating people. So um, there were some good lines. And sometimes you can do too much fan service. But I kind of wish in the movie that really didn't take itself seriously like Jurassic Park 3 did not. Mm. You could have put in a few Alan. good... You could you could have put in a few more callbacks. Like, clever girl should have been called back, so, hmm. for sure. They missed that one, and there were a few opportunities because there's lots of Velociraptor interaction that could have been because she was a clever girl, literally. So blue or the blue blue could have been could have done something there. Sure, you could have done oh, the thing. I was sometimes I call out the lines that I think are gonna that are gonna come out for sure. So when they're rebooting the park with the black kid. I thought for sure they were going to say, hold on to your butts, but it wasn't there. So I was like, how are you not having this there in that, mo- in that moment? That guy was like a light-skinned Steve Urkel. Yeah. Like- yeah. Uh, if I had to say one thing that I, I really didn't like uh, is the the blurred in the movie, uh, the black nerd. I don't like the, the characterization that they had with him. Sure. I felt like they could have done that a little bit better. It was almost because... Better how? He felt like... He felt like a nerd, but he didn't feel like a black nerd. But what is Even it? though you could see that he was a black nerd. Yeah. I feel like he felt like mm, like an old stereotype. Yeah, an old of a stereotype. Of instead a, of what... Of a, he was an original nerd, like Revenge of the Nerd nerd. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, I don't like germs. I, I don't like touching things that yeah. are sticky High or pitch screaming. Or like that. So he could have been maybe a cooler nerd. I mean, yeah, because I think that, like, being a nerd, I mean, nerd culture is what it is these days, right? You right. know, it's, it's taking off. People are, you know, claiming to be nerds a little bit more instead of shying away from the term. He could have had a redeeming quality that made him fun. Yeah, I mean, he did redeem himself, so to speak, and become kind of like a manly man at some point, you know, whereas he was, I guess, effeminate or, you know, I think de- it's emasculated it's, for most of the movie. I think it's been interesting that in this wave of feminism and women being shown as stronger characters and people in movies like in this movie the the veterinarian the the, the paleo vet mm. which is a thing apparently um a paleo veterinarian whatever that means she was shown as the tougher person and they kind of emasculated that blurred as you said to like kind of give her to, kind of show, to show that dichotomy which i thought was eh, it could have been done better mm. um i didn't really like the characters in this movie I felt like Chris Pratt's character and... Well, Chris Pratt's character is kind of super generic. Well, no. I mean, in the sense of... Right. At the, at the beginning and end of Jurassic World, it's almost almost the same as what happened with this movie. Like, he had, he didn't grow and his... What's that lady's name? Claire Deering. The Bri- actress. Bryce Dallas Howard. Bryce Dallas Howard. When Jurassic World ended, they were somewhat together, right? Mm-hmm. And then they start this movie off the same way. They're kind of awkwardly around each other. And then at the very end, they kiss again. It's it's the same but See, I think thread. you just have a better memory than most people. Because 
I went to see Jurassic World, the one in the park of Jurassic World, and I forgot everything about the movie when I left. I was like, oh, they shouldn't have done that girl on the cell phone like that, but yeah. that's pretty much the only thing I remember. No, I just remember just the characters in this movie were whatever. Um, even though Jurassic World has to have a child in every film, yeah. it, it's just getting tired. I mean, but this kid, the way they use this kid yeah. was a little more interesting than it has been done. In the first movie. I mean, it hasn't been this interesting. Like, this kid hasn't been this interesting now, since. Now, I look at I look at the, you know, the, uh, the black nerd. He was kind of the kid in the park. Yeah. You know, that he was he played that role as kind of the kid Although, in the park a little bit. One one thing I think about now, thinking about from the point of view of the black nerd, is the second movie with, you know, Dr. Malcolm's kid. The adopted daughter. Yeah. Kicking, and, and, kicking raptors. The time, <laughs> with her out of, out of gymnastics, high school gymnastics skills, and uh, that was kind of a cool black nerd in her own way. They gave her a little bit. I mean, she was it was cool that she got to round out her character arc by like finding her daddy and then she got, to, she got to kick raptors in the face. I mean, that had, things haven't been as interesting since that movie, so I thought that was cool. I find the plot of rich white guys thinking they can make the dinosaurs and control them and then it yeah. just goes wrong. It's just kind of getting tired. And I feel like the very end of this movie was a very much Speaking of what characters. the fuck moment. Now we're, we're on the, the top of characters and I feel like casting, I think the casting was done really well. Even though these characters were not very developed very well. Yeah. I mean, right. I didn't I feel dislike like, them because of... Yeah, I didn't, yeah. I didn't dislike anyone's performance. I, I feel like the casting was done to such done well to such a degree that it was almost like each character was their own walking trope right so that like we kind of have everything filled in and when we look at their face when we look at like toby jones's face we know who he's supposed to be well right? you know when we look at you know uh bryce dallas how we know what role she's playing regardless of if we've seen the the previous movie that she was in or something else like that owen grady all of them we know who they're supposed to be because the casting was good sure. now i don't feel like the writing like colin trevorrow's writing was up to to par when it comes to character development and everything else now like that. speaking of uh walking tropes i think you know if you're gonna deal in walking tropes that by the end when you get to ian malcolm who bookends the film and he's been sort of pop, popping up his head as a sort of you know, moral conscience, I told you so kind of character. But they kind of drove that nail all the way into the end by the end of the film. And you're just satisfied because if you are one of those people who sees part of Jurassic Park's message as kind of a moral message that I think is more relevant today, then it's kind of like, ha ha, all the things they threatened in Jurassic Park, other Jurassic Parks came true in this one. And then you're like, oh, it's Jurassic World now. This is but kind of a spoiler, but it I don't want you all, anyone who's, who's listened to this before they watch the movie... Ian Malcolm's been shown in the trailers to like promote this movie, but his scenes are literally in that courtroom. It yeah. isn't like he's going out to the parks or encountering yeah. dinosaurs or anything like that. He's literally just in that courtroom the entire time. I mean, it's like, uh, what's his name? Don't what's don't let these trailers lie to you is what we're trying to say. But it, it was done well. It was yeah, like, it was we're going to cut him a check and like connect it up with the other films. And all you have to do is do like one long take. Right. And uh, you're done. Here's yeah. your check. You yeah. can go now. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Okay. Right. So, you both recommend this movie? Yeah. yeah. I say go. It's worth your money. I don't know what the tomato meter says, but it's got to be up there in at least the 70s or 80s. And the, and the tomato meter isn't really a measure of whether or not I feel like you should 
go to the movie and spend money because sometimes you go to the movie and spend money and the movie's just not really re- really well critically received. Yeah. Uh, and Although, sometimes it's just like, ah, it's it's whatever. You know, well, you go to a movie to see some, you know, bright, flashy things or whatever. I sort of disagree and, and agree with you. I guess I'll agree. I think the... To the extent that, you know, there are some movies that just don't do well in the tomato meter, but it's an aggregate. So... Um, my experience, if you're if your standards are low and you're going to go to a, um, if you're in the '60s or '70s, it's going to be all right. Mm, do I recommend this movie? Mm. I'm very much on the fence. I I'd say if you're a big dinosaur fan, if you're a big fan of these movies, if the last movie didn't bother you, then sure. Personally, if I wasn't doing this podcast, I would have probably just waited for Blu-ray right. or a rental, a, a Netflix myself personally i definitely think the action in this film i think the last jurassic world movie even though it wasn't a good movie the action and what was happening was entertaining the wwe t-rex and raptor against the indominus rex of the last movie was entertaining i still watch it on youtube sometimes because it's just ridiculous besides the very opening scene i can't think of a lot of action in this movie where i was really super engaged in i mean the end even though things were happening i wasn't it just it, it your heart wasn't pounding yeah and i also feel like this movie this was the first jurassic park film where i really felt the length of it it was really long and i really felt that length so i'm gonna say like four acts i'm gonna say if you're if you're a fan of the movies and the last one didn't bother you go see it um if you've been on the fence about this series for a while then this won't change your mind and you should probably wait for netflix now let's get into the spoilers so if you do not want this movie spoiled which i mean it's Jurassic World. I mean, it's not like it isn't Star Wars here. Um, you may want to press pause. I'll put a time marker into when you should come back into the show. Where we'll talk about Solo. So, here we go. Let's start off. I put some things in my notes here as I was watching the film. And I'll start off with... So you're the guy with his phone out in the movie theater, huh? No, I was... No, no, I had a, no, I had paper. I had paper. <laughs> But I just put this nice. down on my phone now. Okay. Um, my first thing I didn't like was, was it Bryson Dallas? Bryce Dallas Howard. Bryce Dallas Howard's character. In the first film, she was very businessy, like the assets, the asset needs to be contained. Where's the assets? She didn't care about these animals, whereas in this new movie, she seemed genuinely concerned that she they were dying. She learned her lesson. Well, yeah. she, she got grady. She got gradyized, you know. In, at the end of the movie, they went on their little... Uh, honeymoon or whatever and she started to kind of see his perspective and learned her lesson about being a business lady was that in the last movie did they show that honeymoon in the last movie no because they because they separated in the beginning of this movie they are separated like they stopped dating yeah so they dated yes but again it doesn't really it just kind of tells you this happened Whereas this is a kind of important part of a character story Hmm. and to just kind of like oh this is happening now i really i was kind of taking out the movie Nah, but it, it's like it's like the, the the scared straight people, right? Like the, the guys that go to the lockup and they're like, "Oh yeah, I did wrong." They get out and then they change their whole life to make sure other people don't fall into the same trap. No, but scared straight is like, "Hey, this crazy cuttlefish raptor T Rex dinosaur almost ate me and 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 my boyfriend." Yeah. Like, I don't understand why you would care to it's, save it, these. It's things. like a reverse scared straight, though. You know, like someone learns a lesson from having some, you know 
traumatic thing happened to them and they're like you know what i see it from a different perspective now you know like we shouldn't be commercializing them but we can't necessarily they're living creatures we brought them alive and we have to you know i'm not saying you're wrong in regards to that's how an arc should go i think they told us more than showed us and i think that's a problem but i think that that's a trope and i think that you know like it's a shorthand you know like we've heard this before where someone has some sort of bad thing happen to them and then they totally change their stripes, you know? So, like, we can... But then again, I think that if you did almost get eaten, like, you might... You might that's the point where you might realistically think that, yes, somebody might have changed. Maybe a Stockholm Syndrome. No, <laughs> I mean, I, I think the best comparison for just showing things is the first Jurassic Park. Uh, Alan Grant hated kids. Right, he put out his claw in the beginning of that movie, threatening, or, you know, joking around like gutting a kid on his tour. <laughs> that was good. Right, it yes. was great. And then you have, but it was tropey. But like throughout the the film, though, he meets these kids. He's trying to avoid these kids, and then he's stuck with the kids and learns to like them and protect them. Well, and it's and that shows that growth. I didn't. You don't see maybe that. the only there's like a Jurassic Park set of rules and morality, like the people who don't learn or can't learn get eaten. Mm. I just I just felt like it was as as Deadpool Deadpool two lazy writing. Um, let's go on to I thought the backstory for where Jurassic Park came from under that mansion was interesting. How they were two two guys and they were you know that friendship was broken by something very important, which we'll go into a little later. Hmm. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, I didn't I didn't see that coming. Yeah, the the Hammond and uh, James Cromwell's character, Absolutely. whatever his name was. Yeah, another part of this movie, I really don't remember these characters' names because they weren't really good characters. Yeah. Um, I thought that was, was cool. Um, you were talking about having some callbacks. Uh, the veterinarian seeing the brontosaurus at the park and she started crying. That was a callback to the first film where they see them for the first time. I thought that was kind of, eh, you know, move on. Um, the lava scene. They're escaping lava and Chris Pratt's character, Owen, is paralyzed from being hit with the uh, whatever the tranquilizers. Tranquilizer I don't think lava works like that. I feel like he should have been, at least his pants would have been on fire a well, long... Well, that's the whole thing. They had a whole bunch of scenes around the lava, and they should all have been on, They should, they should all be all burnt been, up. They should all have been dead. Yeah. I feel like, and I just... I think the very... But it's Hollywood lava. And we got lava experts on I feel here. like I feel like... I feel like the first third of this movie... They didn't know what tone they wanted. It, it, it wanted to be serious for these animals, but then they also wanted the jokes, and it, the, the tone was a little uneven. I felt like right after they left that island, it became just serious the whole time. And I feel like tonally, there were, there were some tonal problems in, in this movie. Well, the first thing I thought of in that scene was uh, the uh, Wolf of Wall Street. That's, that's what I'm thinking. So the, maybe that's where some of the comedy was meant to go. Sure. But, yeah. Um, also, on the, on the island, the T Rex, we saw in the trailer, I believe, the T Rex, or they're, they're being attacked by another carnivore. Not, it was an Allosaur? I don't know the exact name. I of think it was an Allosaur. And then the T Rex comes out and kills it, but doesn't chase the people. It was like it's like helping them out, like, yo, what up? But but I think the 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 T Rex is gonna always go for like the bigger dish, right? Yeah. I'm, but he didn't eat it. It I've literally more meat it, it literally killed it and then ran off, right? It, yeah. It, it killed it because like, like that's the T Rex's instinct. Like, oh man, there's food right there. I gotta you know, you know tear food. this dude up. And then it, it just realized, oh, there's there's still lava coming. So like I'm gonna run away from the lava. Okay. No time to eat. 
this I can get barbecue. You know, because it's, it's like it's like too much work. It's like too much work to get the little fish, like when you're fishing. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Like you want to go for the big fish, right? And then you realize, oh man, like here's a tidal wave coming. I, I can't eat any fish right now. To okay. counter back with you, your previous comment, now we got a paleontologist over here. No, nah, man, it's not. I mean, <laughs> right? paleontologists study bones, right? Don't they? All right. Paleo veterinarian. Yeah, paleo. Let's get, let's get to the paleo behaviorist. Let's get to the, to, to the big twist of this movie. And that is the daughter. Oh my god, okay. I got so much about this. Okay. Like it's so it's so trash because. Oh wait, let's let's just prep it. So it turns out, <laughs> Hammond and his partner stopped being partners and friends because his daughter died, and using Who, whose daughter died. What's the character's name? Chase. I forgot. Whatever. Babe. The, babe. Grandpa. Sure. Grandpa's daughter died in a car accident and using the Jurassic Park cloning technology, cloned his daughter and acted like she was his granddaughter. And to be honest, I knew this was a clone. Maybe the second scene with her, I realized that, yeah, she's a clone. Cause I mean, they were, I realized... It was foreshadowed a lot with yeah. her, them hiding this picture book. I yeah. feel like a lot of this movie... I mean, you see a lot of things coming. There wasn't a lot of things I was surprised well, by. Well, the funny thing about that is it's a twist, and I saw it coming, but I didn't care because I, I went in with, like, ah, dinosaurs. That's all. Yeah. And when the twist happened at the end, like you said, like, I don't know exactly what you didn't like, what you didn't like about it, but I was just like, oh, she's a clone. I don't care. This is why it's trash. <laughs> I mean, because I feel like... She was a clone, and then they didn't really do anything with it. Like, they only set up this, she's a clone, so that when she pushes the button, like, we, oh, she identifies with the dinosaurs. We'll go with the button again. That's the last big I didn't point. even get that. I wasn't even there. I was just... No, I, I think you were talking about Ian Malcolm and how he kind of brought things. He, he bookended it. He talked about genetic power. Yeah. And just as you just said, DK, there were things touched on in this movie. They tried to be more serious near the end of this film, but I feel like they didn't really go deep enough to really make me care about what was happening. See, my problem is, if you think about the point of the film, which is partially ramifications yeah. right, of genetic power, and he says it, he lays it down, then if, you know, if Jurassic Park happened in the real world, I think people would be like, oh, they have the power to like bring but dinosaurs DNA back, mix it with other amphibians, and like now we have Velociraptors and T-Rexes walking around, and Brontosauruses and Allosauruses. But it's a, it's not a big deal to like clone people. I think the cloning of dinosaurs and making a park out of them in, in that kind of world would be like, in reality, oh, you can clone people? That's not good. Well, <laughs> I don't really care, but it's not good. Yeah, it's just like but, the movie. Well, it just, mm. which is why it wasn't a good. Well, we're going review. from. What? We're going from cloning animals to cloning people, and now we're doing hybrids now. And so I feel like they're going to... I mean, we'll get to the end of this movie, but I feel like they're just really trying to expand this out to a place where I really don't care about anymore. Okay, and Universal is really reaching here because they wanted to have the dark universe. Right. You know, and, right. and that... I mean, they're trying so hard to have a universe, and I feel like this girl was like this attempt to have like a Jurassic universe where they're going to have spinoffs and sequels and this, that, and the other. They were setting her up. And I think that she was a good character and sure. I think she was a good actor. And um, I liked her in the movie. Um, 
but I just feel like this is a blatant attempt to just like, yeah, now we're going to have like all the sequel money coming in. And we're going to build really this. Trying to milk this I don't out. know if they're going to go. I, I think the next logical place for a sequel would just be like Dino World. Well, Dino hold War. on, hold on. Let's, we're going to get there. <laughs> so some of the things I didn't like about this movie. Um, I didn't like when they escaped the island, how they had that big ass truck and got on the boat undetected. That um, was bogus. It was also weird how there weren't any guards standing by the dangerous dinosaurs. They were just sleeping, trank, and just left alone like they were like dogs on an airplane, which was ridiculous. Um, I didn't understand how the guards didn't hear the Rex roar and wake up. They didn't go in to check on them when they were trying to escape. Why weren't people making sure that all the dinosaurs were still sleeping? Just put one guy under that duty. I'm with you on the first point. Okay. Okay. Them, you know, just hanging out inside of that truck, you know, for like the long ass ride. I don't know, like, where are they going, you know, to where is this house anyway that they're going to? Because they're going from Isla Nublar, right? Which I like, mean, pretty, Costa, pretty which is Costa Rica, fast. and they're on this boat for like a long time, you know, right. like, I, I don't get it that and so like they're on this boat for a long time sitting inside of this truck and everyone's just kind of like yeah you know uh i recognize your face you're you're one of my goons you know or whatever right, <laughs> right. and then it's just like so they can they're just drive the truck on there and it's no big deal um and then so i'm with you on that one but the second one as far as just like the trucks being unguarded i think that that actually goes towards you know, the way that, that that one character, whoever was the, the guy that was on site on Isla Nublar collecting yeah. all the animals, he thinks of them as just kind of like dogs. They're nothing. They're just nothing but a bounty for me. You know, like once we got them locked up, who cares about the welfare of the animal except for the Velociraptor, well, which is the one that was the, the big bonus money. I'm not talking about the, the welfare. I'm talking <coughs> about if these things wake up and they start causing problems, if they escape, who's going to be there to just trank it one more time to put it down that's well, that's kind of what i'm my problem is with all the money that they have why can't why do the contractors suck so much seriously because the contractors are like military contractors and they're not used to like treating captives with no, respect but, no but you could uh you could bring in one contractor who isn't the world's leading veterinarian vetro paleontologonarian whatever just somebody who's like put on the trank duty somebody gets trank duty make sure none of these dinosaurs wake up right um, That's not that hard. <laughs> another beef I had, uh, how did the girl get access to the laboratory? She just got in the elevator and just went oh, down. No, and no she, she was watching. Was she watched him put she in the pin code. Ah, right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, then, okay. We'll move on to that. Why did she have a guard outside her, her room when she was locked in there, but no dinosaurs had any guards? I thought that was wild. Back to my... Who's on trank duty? Thing. But I'm like, yeah. but, 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 those, but those same people were there in the house, and they're, like, watching this girl. You had no one. Even when the lady was taking care of the raptor, there was no one to watch her. Because that raptor was, it was tranked, but it was still, like, looking around because Blue got shot. You guys need to see Brandon's uh, dinosaur moves over here. <laughs> <laughs> he was freaking them out, showing how the dinosaur was moving. That was live. All right, all right, Video all right. podcast coming soon. Coming soon. We need to put this on Facebook Live or something, eh? Soon, soon. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. All right. What are the rules for tranquilizers and this new dinosaur? Because... I mean, who knows with their biology and also the strength? Because they put down... What's his face? Uh, Chris... Whatever the white Chris. Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt. They put him down with the same shot that put down a Velociraptor who weighs like 
800 pounds. Right, and didn't kill Chris Pratt. Yeah. Because what did, what did that vet say? If you put in too much dosage, it's going to shut down his respiratory system and kill it. That's they hit Grady with one trank, and they hit the, the Velociraptor with like three or four or something. And they were She was telling them, don't put more than three, otherwise it's going to blah, 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 blah. Okay. Yeah. Mm, yeah, so the rules for tranquilizers, it's the, the biology is <laughs> different. It's The biology is different. I mean, especially because they're dealing with genetic mutations. I mean, not, I mean, not, I feel not you. mutations, but hybrids. I feel you. And I just I'm feel like they should have... The, maybe they could have figured out how dino tranking works by experience, because they have the... What's his name? The uh, BD Wong? Evil, evil doctor. BD, BD Wong. Wong. So he would have known, but he's not the one that's in charge of these mercenaries with the guns. Yeah. He would have given them a handbook or something. Speaking nah. Speaking closer to the mic. Nah, he wouldn't, because he doesn't give a shit about these fucking He doesn't. But, but, but no, I just feel like... I just wish... Just a sentence, like yo, this is a new, a new life form. Wait. We're seeing things in this DNA we haven't seen before. Maybe what happened just to something. Wong again? And let's name the dinosaur. Did he get eaten? No, he ran he, away. He, he always, he, he always, he always sneaks out. Movie? He, yeah. he always slips out. That's what he does. That's it was, it was called the evil. Indoraptor, right? The Indoraptor. Yeah. yeah, that's the new dinosaur in this one. Okay, um, I'm gonna move on a little bit. So he can come don't. Up. I'm not a hunterologist, but uh, don't sense get washed away when. It rains when you're in water. How did that Indoraptor really? He was really he or she was really precise about finding this girl in her bedroom. Because he was like the Prometheus super alien. Okay. Yeah, they they did mention that it has the like super most accurate sense of, of smell. any animal in the yeah. world. The other the, okay, back to that point though. I mean, certainly it didn't get mixed with the T Rex's sense of smell because it sucked in the first. Jurassic Park. Right. How does like a three ton whatever most effective, efficient like predator in the history of predators not smell like hundreds of pounds of quivering meat right in front of its face? Well, maybe it's never smelt that meat before, right? Hey. Anyway. Also, I don't think that the 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 Always Indoraptor or the Indoraptor was tracking her like you know step by step like a bloodhound or something like that it was just moving around until it caught the scent again maybe it was just like ranging until it okay. caught the scent because it is because it doesn't give up right yeah. they said they said that you know what let's just get to it letting all the dinosaurs go and now as ian malcolm said we're now in jurassic, jurassic world it brings like, it all together my problem was it was a little bit too much like wah, wah. okay yeah. i get it it's like a big pun that's your twist i feel like if literally all of those animals from the island got out everywhere that'd be maybe something but you literally had a what 13 animals in this pen like it was like an, a, a tiny noah's ark light how are these animals going to stay alive in jurassic Life world will find a way how are they going to reproduce exactly hey don't you I mean, remember ian malcolm's words your favorite word yeah those, i love those words life finds a way but i'm just saying like they're really not going to proliferate like so fast that it can't be like yeah. you can't put the toothpaste back in the tubes. So if we speak. if we can't get a black rhino to just change and just make another kid right now because it's because it's on its last leg, how can we expect these animals to, to just miraculously oh shoot no one's around bloop scoop, as can say scoop scoopity whoop and just like pop out an egg? It's not going to work like that. So this, it doesn't make any sense. 
I mean, the Jurassic World aspect of them selling all the genetic material mm. and proliferating that around the world, that's something. But just the animals getting out, first I'm like, why would you do that? Sure, you're, you're saving these animals, but you're also about to like set these things off on cities and people and get them murdered. Well, my thing is... Are, you, there, are they Were they released in Central America or are they supposed even to be know in where North I don't know where this house is. Where was this I house? I mean, given where Elon Nublar is supposed, Nublar is supposed to be... Costa I'm Rica. Thinking, I'm thinking somewhere in South America, lots of jungle. But even still, we're talking about 13, 14 animals. Right. right. You Humans can mount a massive search. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be over. Threaten the, threaten the human race, <laughs> nuke it. Whatever. Hey, I mean, helicopters, you know, like didn't help a uh, old buddy in the in the in the Jurassic World movie where the they took him out in the helicopter. The owner, remember? Those were the a Indian lot. Dude? Those were a lot of pterodactyls. There were only <laughs> what three pterodactyls that were, uh, I got let go in this new well, movie. Well, okay, I'm just thinking. No. Maybe I'm not thinking uh, to keep track too what, too well. But at the end of the movie, there's one big scene where the big, the um, the super I forget the name of it. The Indoraptor. Pe- the plesiosaur. A place by I think it's Plesiosaur. The one that's swimming, swimming the swim, monster. The big one, the super Ooh, jaws. Yeah. When, when did that get out? Because uh, no, get out at, at the very beginning of the movie. Yeah, very beginning of the movie. When they were trying to that's steal the first the, scene, right? the, the Indominus Rex so DNA. So we lost the game already. I mean, what's the big deal about some land animals getting out? But how is that junk going to reproduce? It's only one dude, too, right? It's only like one dinosaur. And yeah. then also, too, what kind of food does it eat that's going to keep it? going that long all uh, the food eat, it could eat whales and you all know sharks food. you know whatever yeah it's but that's chomping blue whales I mean, like the way that fish. the way that how big it is like looking at yeah. it in the wave that's yeah. literally like me eating like a bunch of tic tacs all the time whales eating plankton all day long yeah yeah you know yeah I mean, but it but, would upset but the a, ecosystem but there's sure. a lot more plankton than there are like whales out there it's gonna it's gonna clean its food chain but out really the quick ultimate super predator that's just gonna pick up whales like okay, <laughs> all right. Let's let's shift gears and let's go to solo now. I want to talk about solo and Jurassic World at the same time because you know Kathleen Kennedy is the producer for these new Star Wars films, and she was actually executive producer for the first Jurassic Park film. I believe she was producer, executive producer for the first three Jurassic Park movies. Solo right now is not doing so good at the box office. I believe as of right now. It's about two hundred eighty million. It's that's, globally. That's fine. It's just not. I mean, that's great for any movie, except for a Star Wars movie. Well, we have to understand that rumors have suggested that the budget for this film skyrocketed. Skyrocketed because of the reshoots. Uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller were kicked out, and so they brought, they brought in, in Ron Howard. Womp womp, Ron Howard. Ron Howard, and so the budget has ballooned up, and so right as of right now, the money that they brought in has essentially cu- covered its budget, but you add in marketing, and they are pretty deep in the hole. They're possibly going to lose about $50 million. Some have said $80 million. Oh, well, that's but But of course, it's Disney, and they have crazy money, so they're not really hurting from this, but this is the very first live-action Star Wars bomb. Well, my thing is, I mean, if you think about it in context and objectively, it's not just the movie, but it also had a lot of strong competition, as we know, right? Of Avengers, course. Deadpool. So it may not be a sign of things to come, but I think that I read a good story um, talking about how different places are different, building different universes. And uh, I think the problem is that 
maybe the Star Wars universe, which is viable and strong, big fandom, isn't the mm. same kind of universe. Maybe that you know that it, the uh, Marvel has, Marvel Studios has, because I think the absence of Star Wars is possibly a good thing. You know, we don't need a Star Wars movie every year. I think you know, leaving that, it may not be the kind of franchise that can lend itself to a comic book style franchise, which relies on constant updating, advancing the story with, you know, through installments that are less spaced out apart. I don't know. Okay, so how do you feel about the non-Skywalker trilogy that's being developed for Star Wars? Do you think that it that adds value to the universe, or do you think that it's just what, like a money grab? I or? thought I thought if I thought it's all of those things, like. It's obviously money grab. It's Disney. That's what they want this for. Um, Rogue One was fun. It added something to it. Han Solo didn't, but it was fun. And I'm a pretty low-maintenance fan. I mean, I grew up on Star Wars. I'll see whatever Star Wars you can throw at me. So I was a big Star Wars fan. have a number of the novels back in my house in America. I was a huge fan. I liked Force Awakens initially. But the ending really left my head scratching. And it was a sense of, like, where are they going to go with this? I don't really like what just happened. First, I don't know how you all felt about them showing John Boyega's character, Finn, with the lightsaber in the trailer. And then they kind of pulled the rug under us, like, oh, you know what? He's not really a Force user. Psych. I was kind of upset about that. And then, of course, him fighting the grandson of Anakin Skywalker and hurting him also was weird. And then the whole ending was strange to me. As eight was coming around i was like you know maybe we'll see what they do with these characters maybe they'll explain something but they really just rehashed finn's story of this woman rose thinks i'm a hero i'm really a coward and then at the end i'm going to become brave again they really did they just rehashed his story arc and it really upset me that they used the people of color finn and rose who she got bullied off of twitter this week that was horrible off instagram instagram off everything off everything yeah it was horrible um they just used, they were like diversity hires, I feel like. Now, I I will be maybe the only person in the podcast who is not a Star Wars fan. Right. Uh, I've never been a Star Wars fan. And I am, I don't have the nostalgia for Star Wars. And so when I look at the new movies that Disney has put out, these movies for me are better than the movies that came out long ago. Yeah, right. I mean, and I feel like from what I've seen recently of like the Star Wars fandom and how they respond to some of these new changes, I kind of feel like it's it's a trash fandom. It is. <laughs> it's a trash. That's a good that's a good way to think about. It. I think it depends. I don't want to be part of this fandom. I, I think it I'm depends. I'm a casual fan. I like Star Wars cuz I grew up in the 70s and 80s. That's about it. I think it depends on what section, right? Cuz if you have white male races bullying the people of color for just being there we don't want you in our star wars and yeah that's that is trash but i feel like if you've had people who have grown up with these characters who've known these people to be this way you've read these books you've read these comics you've played these games you've invested so much time and a director like ryan johnson on last Jedi, he literally said or practically said he just wanted to subvert expectations not necessarily for the sake of story or really like doing something with the characters he just wanted to subvert expectations and he did but i feel like it was poorly done he could take a lesson from the russo brothers for avengers where we all thought (coughs) oh man cap's gonna die iron man's gonna die and we all had these expectations for this film and they subverted all that stuff but in in a more universally accepted way they told a good story while subverting expectations whereas he didn't 
subvert expectations just for the sake of doing that. I'm sorry, I feel like I may have dragged this into a discussion about Star Wars where we should be focusing in on Solo in particular. Well, no, you're right. Well, I think it's all relevant because we're going to talk about where we think Star Wars should go, where do you think it is going to go. Do you think this box office issue is going to continue or will it pick back up with Episode Nine? Well, I personally feel like it's the wrong time for Solo. Solo didn't add anything to the story. And right now, the Star Wars films, the Disney versions of them, are doing well around the world due to, you call it a diversity hire. I might look at it as like representation of Asian people and female leads and strong female leads and uh, black people, you know. Um, they get this kind of representation and around the world we're seeing people responding very well to those types of things. Uh, and then we fall back into a white male lead, which is not necessarily a bad thing, and a lot of people are still going to enjoy it, and I think that white male leads should have a chance to do their thing as well, but I think that it kind of slowed the momentum a little bit uh, when it comes to the momentum that the, the, the Disney-verse Star Wars was, was, was kind of having. So I felt like we're going to have a trilogy of Han Solo films. Um, I that, doubt it. Well, yeah, I doubt it at this point, right? But this is kind of the plan. This is what they were hoping to tell about his origin and then, you know, like his him and Chewbacca, like buddy buddy cop or buddy smuggler movie. And then you go on and you um, go to the events leading up to the rebellion and everything else like that. You know that. what they need to do? They need to stop being lazy. I mean, you know, we have the big Skywalkers, the big names, Star Wars, the original Star Wars. Then they're telling the little in-between mini-stories. But they're not really in-between. They're just making a whole bunch of prequels. And I didn't need to see that Han actually helped out the rebellion earlier in his life. Or whatever. I didn't have to see that stuff. Or what the heck was, um, what's his face, Darth Maul doing, right. showing up. Spoiler. But when we, <laughs> <laughs> when we, uh, why can't we see some adjacent stories? Well, here's here's my issue. I'm gonna I'm gonna touch on what you said and what you said as well. You said they aren't diversity hires, just representation. I feel like when Black Panther happened, that was I feel proper representation. I feel like with Finn and Rose. They were characters of color, the only characters of color who were given kind of a side mission that was really not important to the story, and that really rubbed me the wrong way. I mean, they started Finn off in episode seven. I liked him, and I wanted to know what they were going to do more with him. It looked but like they, they were re- going to do something. Exactly. But all they did was make him a comic relief, you know, when he came out, out of his whatever sleep, his healing sleep in the back of the tank with water tubes all, all out of him. Colin for Rose, uh, not uh, Rose, the... Uh, Ray. Ray, who's like the get out Rose. No, I mean, not, that, I'm joking. Anyway, that was a nice parallel Ray, with Luke in the back to tank. So true. That could have been. But something. he's calling for Ray. I need to see her. And then he's sent on some. Then he's his his stories rehashed. He's a coward. And then he's a hero again. And he does nothing. And so I feel like folks were excited for that in the first film, Force Awakens. That's why it made $2 billion. But last year I made 1.3, and I feel like after the split of fandom between Last Jedi and Solo 2, I feel like Episode 9 is going to make money. It's going to be a profitable film. It'll probably clear a billion, but I feel like it's not going to even hit. My prediction is not going to hit 1.3. It's going to barely get to 1 billion. I feel like people are just kind of tired now. Okay, the difference between 1.3 billion and 2 billion and, you know, whatever Han Solo ends up doing is uh, calendar. Uh, a lot of times, you know, like Disney has been putting out like their major, you know, Star Wars releases in holiday weekends, holiday sure. times where you get this kind of ripple effect and it kind of bounces out and creates this kind of huge number. I think they're probably going to end up doing a sort of self-justification 
where they're like, well, we our timing was bad on this movie. And maybe we had some problems that could have tweaked it. They're not going to get get that maybe they shouldn't have gone backwards again. They should have wor- t- told another Star Wars world movie. I'm worried. I think you were talking about prequels. I mean, I, talk about your point. Let me get back to, to Mike's real quick. Doc Hurts, my bad. You talked about Marvel. And when it comes to Marvel, there's such a diversity of stories to tell, characters to have, right? Um, Cap had his spy thriller. There, there's Iron Man just being Iron Man. There's Doctor Strange. There's Thor the fantasy. Whereas I feel like Iron Man 2 wasn't received that well. But it but, was fun. But they, it was <laughs> but it was, it was entertaining, and they had other characters if that character fell off. Whereas I feel like with Star Wars, the prequels kind of messed up Anakin's story and his character. You kind of like, uh, I don't really like this guy. See, anymore. I think the real problem is that the Marvel, it's not a universe. It's a it's a universe of linked universes. Sure. Li- yeah, whereas Star Wars is a single universe. And I think that's, that's the problem here. So I feel like they messed up Anakin, and some would say in Last Jedi, they kind of ruined Luke's character, and they messed with Leia's character as well. But now that all these people are dead, Han's dead, Leia's dead, Luke's dead, and I don't think the world has really attached itself to Rey and Finn the way, or, and, or even Poe the way that we did with the, uh, with the original three, I don't know how they're going to move on. I don't know how the younger generation is really invested in keeping up I, I with don't, this thing. Exactly. I don't I don't have any interest in Skywalker stories. I don't either. Yeah. But if they're going to pass the torch, which I was fine with for sure. Pass I don't, it to pass, someone. Pass it, but pass it to someone that we're really going to be interested in. I don't know if anyone's going to be that interested in. I think everyone's more interested in Kylo Ren right now. I'm, I'm a universe person. Like, for yeah. me, I they, they want to make another John Wick movie. And I don't want to see another John Wick movie. I want the John Wick universe. I want those hotels. I want different spies. Movies about different spies that are or assassins or whatever else like that. Well, for me, that's more interesting than seeing John Wick get old. Well, see, the problem is I think the Star Wars universe, if you just have a static universe not that interesting it's force and lasers that's really it right black panther is there's no aspect know, of the universe that you want to explore more we get black it. panther has you know the the mystic powers you have the 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 vibranium that technology then yeah. you go to dr strange as the mysticism the mystic arts where star wars will always be either you have force, force abilities people or, or you don't and you, and you just and shoot and, and you just shoot lasers and and nothing new over yeah. time you know you see how force has has how they've represented force in different ways you know the original trilogy was just like force is like oh this magic you know this side of then they tried the midi-chlorians with the with uh, the prequels sure. and now the their viewpoint on force i think is even evolving uh in the current set of series where we see rogue one where like the the jedis are almost you know dead and you know you got this one guy who might be kind of force you well know, he's force sensitive he's force sensitive he's not he's trained not a jedi or right. whatever else like that and all well, that all of them are dying out and then you know, will they or won't they when it comes to, like, Force? Are they going to have a universe without Force? No, no, it's it's definitely there. My problem with Last Jedi was the sense of when, what did that, uh... Force Ghost? No, what did, who's, who's Snoke? When Snoke was like, I knew when when darkness rises, lightness will rise. To meet it. To meet it. And so it kind of, instead of, you know, Luke training like he did in the other films even though it didn't show like a crazy like amazing rocky montage of him doing all this stuff you you got the sense that he was working mm. whereas ray it feels like she's just kind of just getting more powerful just because the plot demands it and if they're they've already changed how the force works with the metachlorians and now they're still kind of changing how it works subtly in this new trilogy well, that's, that's why i liked the pre- what's the previous one the seven original oh force awakens force awakens i like that one because it 
told me a little bit more about the Star Wars universe I didn't know. I was like, from the first scene, I was like, oh, you can stop lasers in midair? That was okay. the best part of that movie. And then and I, I was like, wow, like that's that's interesting. And then when Ray had her moment of realization, I got the... Uh, what realization? Goosebumps. Like, in the Goosebumps. Um, when she when had... She, when the lightsabers were crossed, and then she read his mind and instantly learned all she needed to, to learn to beat him. She's oh. like, I know Kung and, Fu. And yeah, you saw, and no, you, and no you I wasn't saw, feeling that, man. No, I was feeling that. No, I mean, A grown in the one man, moment... Two hands but that's, over this woman with one hand bent over of okay but you're lava. you're a martial artist okay i'll give you that but no, I'm it's just, just saying sheer, it's just sheer physics like why was she was literally cowering bending her over this lava pit i'm gonna say hands. force grandson of darth vader okay and how he okay. can okay um no okay am I, am I crazy for that so so solo is it, it do we all agree that they shouldn't have released a solo the film only, yeah. they shouldn't have gone out yeah like because there was nothing I didn't, I didn't learn anything new besides plot points and character I don't, points I don't about mind, the Star Wars universe if you're talking about universes I don't mind that solo was made I think it just should have been made better and put in December I mean who thought Rogue One was going to work right we were all like everyone was kind of you know I don't know but Rogue One is probably my in my top three Star Wars films Rogue One was awesome and I think yeah, if, if Solo could have worked better if they'd explored the smuggler dirty underworld that yeah. you know we are always told about and we got inside that and it was really about that it wasn't just background for this it could guy. have been John Wick 2 where it wasn't just focused on Han it was focused on all these, these you know these different people that he meets or different, different smugglers or was more about like we saw Han being slick and really smart and how he did his smuggling and that was worked into the plot I'd have been that would have been an interesting while expanding you know some aspects of besides just the Castle Run but I just felt they were just lazy about that Castle Run was trash <laughs> They had a. Are we are we doing spoilers? Are we talking about Solo or what? What are we doing? What's what's happening? Well, if you want to, I think we were just going to talk about just how we feel about the box office, how people are reacting to it, and but it's hard to. Is, is there is there any Star Wars character that you would have rather had a spinoff movie about um, than Solo? Lando. Lando should have had his own film. I mean, Lando kind of stole the film if you were paying attention. But you can't really have a Lando without a Han. Right. But you could have had the Millennium Falcon in the fan service with Lando's point of view and had Han show up and just basically have the POV, as it were, on the other side of the table. Okay, anyone else? Anyone else besides Lando who was in this film? Like someone who was not in, not tainted by this Han Solo film? I really don't care about anything. I mean, I've already seen I mean, the easy one is of the Boba Fett, and then who are these people who, that he came from? He's the most unexplored unmined person at least on the films when I watched Solo we had a character show up and a character reveal Darth do you guys Maul. know what I'm talking about no not 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 Darth Maul Infus Infus Nest oh the 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 rebel leader yeah so if she was supposedly you know what was that the... reveal all about I don't even know she's like a, a red headed part... black girl and it's just like oh but she <laughs> you're right but she's supposed to be linked to the beginning of the rebellion that should have been, you know, maybe we could have gone in that direction. I mean, like, I would, I feel like she was a, a much more interesting character and would have had a much more compelling arc than anyone that, that was in this film. I agree. But why are we... But I think there's this bad habit of focusing if, on the If we wanted to characters. make a, a Star Wars film about the beginning of the Rebellion, 
that would have been more interesting. Make it about me. nobodies. They did they did it in Rogue, in Rogue One. It we worked. never saw them it before. Worked well. Yeah, the beginning of the rebellion seems to be a better. And then Han could have been there, and yeah. we could have seen some Han stuff. But that would have been a better flick. Or put in Lando, and we think, oh, Lando's not important. And then you're like, oh, he maybe he was. I'm at a very much. Point. I'm very much at the DCEU crossroads where after Justice League, I was like, I don't know where, where? they're gonna go with this, yeah. and I really don't care. Yeah, I'm starting not to care. Star Wars is the same. I, after Force Awakens, I was like, okay, this wasn't great, but we'll see what they build I mean, they on top make, of this. Is it really a question of just Marvel making everybody else look bad? I think right. ba- basically that's 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 what it boils down to. Like, if they didn't make another Star Wars movie for 20 years, I really wouldn't I care. really would not. I mean, I'd be, be like, okay, it. you can leave it as it is. We got a lot to work with. I'll just go back and rewatch Clone Wars, really. That's, you know, that's the best part. You know, of, that's the best. You know what they should have done is uh, if you're going to go back in time and you're going to kind of keep up with the trends of, you know, working with characters of alterity, then maybe uh, you should have a, Le- a Leia miniseries on Netflix. Okay, I, I could Young see it. Young Princess I could Leia, when Netflix. she was in her prime. I feel like that's a, a that's a good direction to go for some of your ancillary, you know, films. I mean, because the people who get into it can really get into it. I, I personally was pissed off when uh, Agent Carter was canceled. I really enjoyed Agent Carter. That was a good Carter, show. That was a good show. You know, and I was just like, I, I like that Marvel's putting these stories out. You know, yeah. that's the interesting. The problem is Marvel's just a lot more, just a lot freaking smarter than these. Yeah. I mean, and... Yeah, that's and they've been doing it with <laughs> B level characters or B grade characters because they to... they realize they just gonna need they got to make good movies. I mean that's the thing. Marvel characters are not even B level. A lot of them are C grade characters. Mm. I mean, and you know maybe DC is a good parallel again because DC has the strongest IP out there. I mean Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, all these people. I mean babies recognize them before their parents. You know, right? Um, and uh, who was Iron Man? I didn't read Iron Man. I read comic books very avidly as a kid, but you know, I didn't read that, those. The 90s show with that, that cool theme. I never watched any of the animated series. I was, I was, I was uh, introduced to Iron Man by Ghostface Killer. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, think about Guardians of the Galaxy. Start, sorry to go there, but... I mean that's the best analogy I think you know with the Star Wars thing. Guardians, nobody collected Guardians. If you, I mean nobody. Nope. If you say, oh yeah, I knew who they were, you're lying. Nobody, nobody bought that book. Nope. And uh, you have to be a super geek to have remembered that from when it came out. Watched them in the Avengers cartoon a few years ago, but that's about it. Has anyone gone back and read any Guardians of the Galaxy comics? Nope. No. I mean, none of you or anything else no, like that. Because no. I'm, I'm just one. I haven't either, and I'm just wondering if I went back and read them were they interesting right was probably it just a, not a, a gem that like people overlooked because it was too weird or something like that well, that's going to be our, well, our that's, homework that's the thing i the reason i doubt show. is because i was an avid dc collector and you know i love superman i collected action and action superman and world's finest and all that stuff but when you break it down a lot of the 80s superman stuff was bad but i mean they built a good character but a lot of the books and the stories you went through, they were just kind of childish. There's nothing for, for you to go back I'll use my super mathematics, super <laughs> dance moves. Right? But you have a good character that you can turn into a good movie if you give the right person and the right kind of Yeah, Mar- Marvel's coming out with a Squirrel Girl movie, and people see, are excited about see, it. See, you can come right. up, you can, you can have D-list characters and have it be Marvelized, and it's good. All right, so for Star Wars, I'd say we're not very optimistic about this no, franchise No, they're making right the DC mistake. 
I mean, here's the thing. I'm I'm an optimist, and I feel like they can. I feel like they can do some some good things with the IP. Sure. You know, um, and sure, DC could if they <laughs> wanted to. But, but here's but the thing. DC DC is not owned by Disney, and like I've I've put some trust in Disney because of what they've done with the Marvel universe, and. But I feel like they're Which just is basically just leave it alone. But I feel like they're very different people. I feel like it's Disney is literally like you guys just do your thing and make us money. We're not going to even touch you. Yeah. Where and I feel well, like I mean, stars is putting more. They've kind of done that with Pixar and Pixar, everything yeah. and everything else that they own. It's just like George Lucas is not in control of Lucasfilm anymore. True. And the problem is, even when he was in control, he fell down hard mm. three times. Because so. because he uh, because his ex wife was the one that was making the magic. Yeah, she happen. was the one editing out of his bad ideas so so i mean disney didn't even acquire something that's working well or had worked well for a long time so yeah i think the disney technically looking at it that way theoretically disney's in trouble i think they're in trouble the franchise has it was split with last Jedi. i was making an analogy about the dceu the force awakens was this man of steel it was it was interesting it, it was flawed but you want to see where they were going to go with this franchise wonder woman was its rogue one yeah. it was like universally like okay this is good and I feel yeah. like BBS, a hope. and I feel like BVS was the last Jedi, where folks really doubled down. This is what I want. This is awesome. And there are folks who are like, I am done with this. With this, this, <laughs> with this here's the thing, like franchise. as far as Star Wars goes, like I said before, I'm not a huge fan. I haven't been a huge fan traditionally. But when it comes to Ryan Johnson, maybe helming his own set of non Skywalker stories, I'm optimistic because for me. The, th the problem that I had with, like, the Skywalker stuff is just, like, we got, like, Jesus-level, you know, powers going on, right? <laughs> like, he's just, like, savior-level, you know what I'm saying? Like, all the stuff that they have with these Jedis, and, like, I really don't really get into, you know, that kind of stuff, you know, that much. It's, it's not that compelling to me to watch. If we're doing something where we have something else in the Star Wars universe, I think that there's potential there. And I think that if we have, like, more regular characters that are just, you know, like Rogue One. It was full of, like, regular people yeah, that but, were just making it but happen. But Star Wars is known for this but mystical, it, for these mystical powers. And it, if you cut that out and just focus on regular people, I don't think it's going to lose the epicness that made Star Wars the box office juggernaut it used to be. Okay. I don't think anyone's going to start going to a trilogy and show out for that trilogy. You, you like know, they would episode seven. I mean, but people are tuning in to like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and stuff like that. You but know you what I'm saying? What, like, what would work is uh, in terms of the universe I want to learn more about. And if you want to have a real universe, you have to realize, I think, that they haven't really fleshed out the Star Wars universe. Yeah, right. but they've I made know, it how smaller. Does, how does news get out? How did the Empire actually? But they've made maintain control. But they've made this universe smaller by connecting everything so much. Yeah, and I feel like Marvel is different because everything is so vast. Like even though we've been to places, we still don't know about so many things in that universe. I feel like Star Wars. I mean, you, you mentioned Agents of Shield, but if they didn't make any of the Netflix shows, if they didn't make any of the movies, and Shield was all we had, yeah. I mean, it's still a good show, but it's not going to do Gangbusters money. Disney's not going to be about that. They're never going to stop having Force powers, but I feel like because they've already kind of tinkered with how the Force works twice, mm. and I think everyone's just kind of getting, uh, I'm over you just levitating things all the time. Um, okay. What else you got? So, like, here's the thing. Like, when it comes to Star Trek, they have, like, quadrants. Okay. you know the universe or something like that and what's happening over in this quadrant because they're like mad far away they're like 300 light years away or whatever right you don't get over to that side like that we we haven't been to that quadrant yet more like 3,000 light years yeah whatever you know but what I'm saying is just like 
you know, um, maybe the force is like really just big over in this quadrant of the universe. And then there's other quadrants where like they don't know about the force yet. Well, there you, know, you and, go. And what, I, what I'm saying is like what happens Ooh, when I'm, they I'm excited. What happens when they come in contact? That would be that's an interesting. Well, that's actually kind of a part of the of the old books, the EU, where there some aliens came from outside of the galaxy. Yeah. And they were not Force users, and the Force did not work on them. Yeah. And so, but even still, who's gonna line up for that? Like, or I just triple. I, I just think. Down, like, I just think it's. I just. I don't feel optimistic about stars right now at all. I feel like, like you've already killed off your legacy characters, and you haven't finally. developed. And you haven't developed the new ones enough to make the world really invested in them. L- let me just let me just say that I'm a black atheist, right? So okay. like I'm all about the just like, hey, let's not let's stop believing in like magical fairies and this, that and the other and start getting down with some science and understanding stuff. Now they did it wrong with the whole Metaclorians approach, but I think that at some point you have to realize, oh, maybe they're just using their mental capacity and other people can be trained to do it or other people you know, can have, you know, develop some capacity to do this. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, I'm willing to see Star Wars go in another direction just because I don't like the magical powers and, you know, like, we're, we're part of this so religious are you, order. are you a Harry Potter fan? Uh, I read all the Harry Potter books this year. Okay. For the first time. Okay. And I watched all the movies this year for the first time. I had never been interested in them before. Um, but I decided to go through and just understand so them like or whatever. Them? I like the Harry Potter universe because it's a fantasy universe, right? But Star Wars is fantasy. Star Wars is space opera. Because it's, it, it's, it's, it's not science fiction. It's not science fiction, fiction yeah. at all. And that's the reason why I never really got into it, right? And so I'm getting into these things now, expanding my, broadening my horizons and different things like that. But I think that if, if we're once we're on the topic of Harry Potter, Harry Potter is trash and Gryffindors are trash. And if you want me to do a whole another podcast telling you why the Gryffindors are trash and Harry Potter is trash, I can get with you. Yeah, uh, but we're, we're just going to move on from that angry. right now. All right. So let's try to start wrapping this up. I'm not very optimistic about Star Wars going forward. I'm not optimistic, but hopeful is different from optimistic. Sure. I mean, so, I don't want I mean, to... I'd like to see another good Star Wars movie of come course. out that expands the universe and makes me be like, oh, that's interesting. There are snippets of interesting in all these films. Same with DC. I don't want them to fail. I want to see Batman done really well. I want to see a great Superman story. But I'm not hopeful anymore. Not optimistic about it. I feel like <laughs> I feel like Solo, hopefully, will be the wake-up call. Sure. Um, and this is the moment where they have to have a, excuse my, excuse my, my, my term, a come-to-Jesus moment. Okay. You know, and, and realize that we need to take this in another direction. We need to find out what's interesting about the universe, what IP we have to work with, you know, and wh- where we're going to take this. Because rehashing all of these old characters and everything else like that isn't necessarily going to be the best move for us. All right. That concludes the first episode of Blurred Up. If you want to follow me on Twitter, go at Blurred U, B-L-E-R-D-U. TK, you're on Twitter, right? Uh, I don't use it, but... Um, if you want to find me, I guess on, I don't use Instagram either. Um, I have an Instagram. Yeah. Just, yeah. Don't look for me. (laughs) All right. Cool. Mike, where can they find you? Um, I'm the opposite. I mean, I use Twitter in the background. Like when I post, it automatically posts things to my Twitter and I don't really even know how to use Twitter. I use Instagram. I'm courage at, uh, K-U-R-A-E-J-I. And, uh, I'm a photographer, a visual sociologist. Um, so you can see lots of cool pictures if you want to. He's really good at his job, sure. All right, y'all. Thank you all very much. Thanks. Peace.